Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss. And you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Taped live at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. And of course, available in the audio realm wherever podcasts can be found. If you're listening to my voice right now, uh, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. If you're watching us on YouTube, by all means, hit that subscribe button and it, smash that like button. Speaking of subscribe buttons, Larson, we're at 194,000. The, 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 the most subscribed to channel, I think, in the history of YouTube. Incorrect. Ah, There's channels out there that have us outpaced by several magnitudes, man. Man. We're way behind them. I just... You know, I was going to try to throw that one out there, see if it stuck. I mean, didn't, no one's going to buy that. It's not conceivable. Didn't didn't think it was right. Anyways. <laughs> and your channel is back in like 2008. They had uh, way more subscribers than we have now. There's a, so. uh, there, it's, it is a milestone for us, though, that uh, we have not reached yet. And uh, yeah, I want to say thanks like two to years all the friends. Point. What's that? So it's worthy of it. So it's taken about two years for us to get to this point. So it is worthy of celebration. No, many people on YouTube. modest. Have been around for much longer than two years without reaching 194,000 subs. I imagine. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, thanks so much for that. Also, thanks to Adrian C, Omega Advent, and apparently several other friendos uh, whose names uh, I am not familiar with uh, for getting us uh, our latest cameo uh, from a, from an NXT superstar. Now we have two of these lined up for the NXT intro. Uh, this coming uh, Wednesday, uh, or Thursday, rather. Uh, of course, on News Brief today, we talked briefly about the sad news about Shad Gaspard. Um, it doesn't look like it's gotten better. I think his family is supposed to be issuing some sort of statement soon. Um, so we'll keep uh, a prize of that uh, tomorrow on News Brief. We'll probably uh, give the latest on that. But that, that's really mm-hmm. sad stuff. A lot of superstars are coming out and, uh, and offering their thoughts and, and prayers and whatnot. Um, but uh, we do have a raw to review. Um, we do, we do. Before we do that today on Friendo Club TV, 
another another well today wasn't a great episode but it was a serviceable episode i had a couple of the friendos uh zoom in uh the enforcer thanks to the enforcer for coming by uh tim spulak Thanks so much for coming by. Uh, yeah, Larson much, couldn't gentlemen. make it today. I know you had some business yeah. to take care of. I had to step away for a few, and, and it was unavoidable. So I appreciate the enforcer, Tim, stepping in uh, in my stead, uh, holding down the fort, and, and, and rocking another quality episode of Friendo Club TV. Um, I, I should be back uh, full throttle tomorrow for everything. Yeah, tomorrow we got Ask Steven Larson. So you can find Friendo Club TV. It's like our underground TV channel. Uh, where we, uh, our YouTube channel, well, we call it TV, so it sounds cooler that way, dude. Um, uh, you can to FCYT, yeah, something like that. You can get uh, Friendo Club access, Friendo Club TV via a sub on Twitch. Any sub, a couple of those free Prime subs, uh, mm-hmm. uh, five dollars and up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, or YouTube channel memberships. All you got to do is click on join. And uh, you'll get access to that. couple new patrons, uh, Lyle and Harrison. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for your support. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, what did you think of Raw tonight? We got a new. I didn't really know. There, there wasn't anything like hugely buzzworthy about the episode. But there were a few significant plot points. We have a new challenger for Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Austin Theory got kicked out of one faction and joined up with another faction. Mm -hmm. Asuka has her first challenger. So we had events take place. Um, It's just none of them were all that surprising or like big oh my god moments. Yeah, there's nothing terribly monumental. Uh, I thought even the, uh, like the War Raiders uh, Street Profit stuff was still not great. A leap ahead from what we saw last week. I'll be honest with you. I laughed at the punch. I laughed at the end. I laughed when 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 the cops showed up and said uh, Ivar was cute and Eric wasn't. Um, and oh, then Mont- Montez's song was great. Montez, that is because it's like something I would do. Stimulus. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Yeah, that was. I that was thought good. that was really funny. I thought that was. I don't know. It was a lot less. Uh, I, I felt like the basketball stuff at segment two kind of overstayed its welcome, and yeah. they kept on adding different. Maybe there's more people involved, adding different elements to this. So it, 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 it didn't ever feel stale. Mm-hmm. But the basketball thing kind of felt stale very early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Um so uh so yeah, I don't know. It was it was a quality episode that I think would have again, you know, there's something uh we mentioned this on mailbag today, but not a news brief, but WWE.com had a survey out saying, Hey, would you prefer to see Raw and SmackDown and NXT with wrestlers in the crowd, would that enhance your experience? And I feel like this is this is one of those that just would have been, you know, like it really needed a crowd. Some of the things they're doing just kind of needed a crowd, um, really to to get over. I think, but uh, I don't know. They're doing what they can. Uh, let's talk about. I guess the beginning of the episode. Well, we had a Becky Lynch video package. We're gonna get one of these every week. I feel like if it wasn't the same one that was on SmackDown, it's pretty darn similar. Uh, yeah, it was pretty close. Um, after that. So we've got this match coming up at Backlash. The greatest those wrestling match. Oh, gosh. Those new Backlash graphics look great, though. No, they do. They, they look terrific. The graphics. They look fantastic. They're all, yeah, like, textured continue. nice and stuff. Yeah, they look really good. And, of course, yeah, yeah, they've upgraded them because it'll be the, the event that will go down in wrestling lore, Larson, as the greatest wrestling match 
in history. There's got to be some joke. Are they building this up all at the end for uh, Randy to use like a, a foreign object to win or something? Is he just going to come out with a kendo stick? Is this what is that was going to like? It's going to be two minutes gonna into it. And he's just going to destroy Edge with a kendo stick. It's going to be it's, it, they're doing this as some sort of gag. That's what it feels like. This is a rib. <laughs> this feels like they're ribbing us, to be honest. Um, because I like last night when Charlie said it, she said it kind of uh, last week uh, self-consciously. Yeah. Like she said it, realized, oh, well, that's a weird way to, to, to hype a match. But then they, they're doubling down on it. So it, it seems like that was direction last week. Um, There's a couple times this night they mentioned that it had potential to be the greatest wrestling match of all time or ever or something like that. So they're building some sort of rib, some sort of, I don't know what it's going to be. But in the end, Orton is not going to win with wrestling. <laughs> It'd be like a... Like a this is case. like a weird meta way to get heat on Randy Orton. He, they're going to promise the best wrestling match ever. They're going to put forth a solid effort, and Orton's going to use something uh, uh, dirty to win outside the span of a, a straight-up wrestling match. That's got to be it. That's That's got to be it. I mean, I, I find it difficult to believe these guys are going to... Like, what if what if they're both, like, like low-key uh, Zack Sabre Juniors? What if they're just, like, insane mat wrestlers and we never knew that about them? Wouldn't that be crazy? What if they're just putting on like sequence after sequence after sequence? They mm-hmm. it's like a PWG match. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think I think it is just. I think it's a goof. Um, they're setting it up to be one thing. I think Orton's gonna have a, a kendo stick or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Chair or something. <laughs> so Asian Murray here in uh, Twitch says their match is just the backstage segment of them crapping in a handbag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go. There's something we could power rank. All the things there we go. this isn't going to be a, ba- a game of basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Axe throwing. Uh, so Ord came out doing an interview. Charlie asked him to explain his challenge to Edge. And he's like, why is the concept of a straight-up wrestling match so hard to understand? <laughs> Which is a valid yeah. question. She's like, it is a valid why question. this particular match? It's a wrestling. It's, uh, we're literally about to have seven of them tonight. Yeah, he says, "What is the what is the second W and WWE stands for wrestling?" <laughs> um, yeah, he he came back to what he said last week. Edge was the better man at Mania, not the better wrestler. Uh, Randy says, "And I'm going to prove it." And no one can do what he does in the ring. He made the comparison between athletes when they enter other sports, the WWE, the hard time they have adapting. They can't do what we as wrestlers do. And he said, taking that a bit further, no one can do what I can do. So we're wrestlers are like above Randy's estimation, like other athletes. He's above all the other wrestlers. Right. Um, and then he talks to camera, says, I'm going to talk to you, Edge. Uh, I know why you didn't accept my challenge. Uh, doubt. Your grit and your passion have faded away, and all that remains is doubt. Edge comes to the ring. He says, uh, Randy, you spoke a lot of truth last week. Uh, Orton is playing chess. So uh, Edge, like, I can't rush into my next move. And then Edge says that this isn't the life that Randy wanted. Wrestling was his backup plan. Mm-hmm. And he says he's different than everybody else in that locker room because he doesn't care. All he cares about is paycheck. He didn't dream of becoming a WWE champion as a kid like Edge did. He didn't save up his money. He didn't cry when he won his first Intercontinental Championship because that title meant you were going to be the workhorse of the company. And, he's, and Edge, as an aside, says, oh, I beat you for that belt in 2004. Um, says, one of our better matches. And he said, Randy, you never had to fight back from adversity. You didn't have to. You weren't forced to retire. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, Randy, you don't love the sport like I do, like the rest of that locker room does. And Randy cuts him off. like, all right, just give me the answer. Tired of hearing all this. Answer my challenge. And Edge shouts, yes. 
Yeah, the, uh, yeah, he, face, he, basically. he answered like he was answering, you know, hey, do you want to have a Hell in a Cell match or are you man enough to do a, a death match or something? He was like, yes, yes. yes. It's like, well, it's just a wrestling match. <laughs> that happens I, I would, all the time. Edge, please, please answer Randy's challenge with the appropriate amount of passion and intensity for a straight-up <laughs> standard wrestling match. I accept your challenge, Randy. Yeah, yeah sure, why not? Sure, why not? So sure. Randy kind of has a, a, a bit of a smirk, a little bit of a smile, and just kind of, uh, as a viper would, slithers out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. And leaves. Uh, so he's got a card up. He's got a card up his sleeve. Something's going on. Yeah, it's called the kendo stick, man. Or a chair. Something like that. After that, we had a recap, chair. Of, recap of our kendo stick tied to a chair um, with, like, nails on it. Seth uh, took out Ray's eyeball. That was last week. That was last week. That. They recapped it. And then we had Seth and Buddy backstage, uh, and Seth uh, has a rev- now. Buddy, did, did Buddy have like the full stained glass sleeves on his jacket? This new. is a new outfit, huh? It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, it is. It's very sidekick. It's like super branded sidekick. Like I, like, I am. I like how colorful it is. No, he's branded as Seth's T-shirt. That's yeah, what he's great. branded as. It looks great. Like the color palette is great. You don't like red and orange together. That's why you don't like it. I like red and orange just fine. Philosophically, I just have an issue with it. Being, he's just Seth's t-shirt as human person. You do understand that his he's 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 the disciple. I have a problem with that. Yeah, no, I have a problem with the entire thing. To be honest with you, because dude, what do I? What do you think when you think disciple? Uh, beefcake. Yeah, exactly. It's the worst. No, it's not. It's, no, I mean, that was such a, a sh- narrow little period of Beefcake's career. It was such a short little thing. It was a really short period. He looked cool. He looked, that was like the coolest look he ever had. Though. Yeah, he had that huge beard. That big beard. Pretty jacked. Yeah, he was rad. Remember when, yeah, Hogan, called, was, remember when Hogan called him a, a puppy dog? Rude. We met Beefcake. He seemed like a really nice guy. He was the sweetest guy. He I could see really why nice. he'd call him a puppy dog, though. He has like puppy so, yeah, dog eyes. Yeah. Uh, Seth said he's had a, re- a revelation. He wants to tell the world. I said, buddy, let's take a walk. Yeah. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. And he's like, uh, in life, sometimes you have to lose who you are to truly find yourself. He talks about when he lost to Drew McIntyre at Money in the Bank. Part of Seth believed he had lost everything at that point. He fell into a dark place. One, he didn't even know if he'd ever escape. But he says, without the darkness, there can be no light. And he has seen the light, and that's thanks to one man, Ray Mysterio. And he says, what happened to Ray was unfortunate but necessary, a sacrifice for the greater good. It was the moment he needed for clarity to be the leader he was meant to be. And then he goes to the camera, he speaks to Ray, and he tells him soon enough he'll understand that what happened was a blessing in disguise. He tells Ray, you're welcome. Umberto, his music. Dolly Remember Umberto Carrillo? Remember that guy? Yeah, his music's not the Dolly Goss song anymore. Who is it? 
No, it do, it's no, it hasn't been Dolly Goss in it's sadly a long time. Still, his shirt still says Dolly Goss. The sh- the song it, still has the lyric Dolly Goss in it, but it's not the cool song Dolly Goss. That yeah. was a good song. So they got Alberto rid of that when he came to Raw. It sucked. Uh, Umberto comes out to the stage. He asks Seth if he thinks anyone believes him. Uh, uh, Creo says Ray. He's loved by millions. Uh, Ray is Humberto's idol. Calls Seth coward. Gets in the ring. Uh, about to step up to Seth. Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. Steps in front of him. Uh, Seth's like, yeah, I respect you, Creo. You're out here stand up for Ray, your idol. But if he's out there for a fight, because Seth is dressed in a nice suit. It's like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not dressed for a fight. Buddy is, though. He'll fight you. He's got a match against Alistair later, but he'll throw down right now. Yeah, at that point, shouldn't Murphy have been like, hey, Seth, I'm supposed to have one match tonight. Not no, two. man, he, he, looks like, he looks like Seth Tron. It's a disciple. He'll do whatever he wants. Seth, can we talk about these feast? But no, he didn't. Uh, anyways, uh, but before we got to that match, we had a live. Sorry, is this the order of events? Because I lost my internet during this point, so I didn't see this match. Or I know there's a live Morgan promo that happened, and this Murphy versus Creo match. Uh, I don't know. I I have no idea what order things take place. I watched it from from beginning to end, but I don't know if they had a live Morgan promo smack in the dab in the middle of this. Well, sometimes they'll do the they'll tease a match, go to commercial, come back, and it'll be a different thing, and then they'll go to the match. Yeah, no, no, they totally do that. You might be right. You might be right. I, if, I don't dude, know. I'm man, here's the thing: if you don't know, just roll with it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Oh, sorry, I called you out. Well, someone will mention in the comments like these guys. You watch the show; they got the rundown of the show wrong. We so what? The oh, comments right. have said far worse than that. I don't, you know well, that, that that speaks to our, our our legitimacy and credibility as journalists. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Liv Morgan promo though and she talked about her mom and uh, how she uh, never stopped fighting for something and then she doesn't stop fighting and then she wiped away a tear somebody on Twitter made fun of it and said she wiped away a tear that wasn't there but you know what damn it like she she didn't actually cry oh anyways Uh, so yeah I thought that was decent enough it was fine. Yeah, everything, man, the stuff I saw on Twitter about people saying it was pretty good. Okay, cool. Well, you have a better timeline than I have. I have complainers, I guess, on mine. Um, I try to keep my timeline positive. I try to also, but, man, it's not easy these days. Uh, after that, maybe, we had uh, uh, Murphy versus <laughs> Umberto <before>. Carrillo. <laughs> uh, I like this note here. Lost internet, but Murphy won. I uh, yeah, Murphy so won. Murphy won because uh, Umberto took his eye off the prize, he had it on Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins caused a distraction. Uh, Murphy gave him his finisher and, and won. Uh, cool. After that, we had uh, Charlotte promo, and uh, she's, yeah, she's hyping her match. She's the hardest working woman, woman in all of wrestling because she works three days a week. She works three whole days a week, sometimes in matches that last as long as 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, she might be busted 45-minute work weeks, man. That's insane. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. I've seen all I've whoa. seen her Instagram post, her hugging up with Andrade, the US champion. She gets plenty of rest in. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh she hypes her match against of course Brand versus Brand Invitational on SmackDown this Friday. Uh that's gonna be actually a pretty good match, probably. Uh and she gets to, she says she gets to teach Bailey that there are levels to being Level. a champ. Easy, medium. Legend. I just think of that that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer is is, is doing all the levels in his apartment. 
anyway, she uh, she calls out Ruby Wright. She says, mm-hmm. Ruby Wright, I know you got something to say to me. So uh, why don't you come out here and let me hear what it is. Ruby comes to the ring. Do we have a match? We do have a match. It's a good match, short match, but a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, Charlotte's just laying into Ruby all over the place with chops. Uh, Ruby ducks one, so Charlotte chops the ring post. Uh, Ruby lands some strikes. In the end, though, Charlotte just rams her into the ring post. Um, and then uh, eventually Ruby starts working over Charlotte's hand, and she's trying to do like a roll-up thing, and Charlotte just stomps her a bunch. Uh, Ruby goes for a right kick. Charlotte catches that, hits her with a boot, locks in the figure eight. Ruby taps, and at the end, Charlotte, when she was bridging over for the figure eight, she started the bridge with both hands and then lifted up the bad hand, so she's essentially bridging with one hand, which is actually pretty darn impressive. Um, uh, so... Uh, you know, it was, it was a match where the outcome was in no way in doubt. Uh, they tried to tell a little story. Uh, they followed through to the end. It was it wasn't bad. It was fine. That first chop on Ruby connected. It was loud. Yeah. They it's like yeah. they have I don't know how they would do that, but it's like they got a uh, uh, Gene Hackman in from uh, the conversation and had him mic up the chops because oh my chops god, even even Owens's chops were super loud. I know, I know. It was awesome. Empty arena shows, man. They're giving us nothing else. It's just full volume chops. Yeah, right. And I'm there for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that, man. After so that, we match. had... Go ahead. No, it's a fun match. Um, Ruby got some offense in. Uh, Charlotte booked like Charlotte, where she kind of barely sells anything and get, getting the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Like, the last... Like, all this year, she barely sells. Yeah, they're like... They're lining her up for something, man, because she's just... She's literally eating the entire women's divisions mm-hmm. on all three mm-hmm. shows. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's... Maybe it's Rhea, but I feel like it's something bigger than that. I don't know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be Ronda. It could be. I mean, if if Ronda, if they already have a deal in place for Ronda to come back, um, I mean, they had that. They had a singles match at was it SummerSlam last year? Or Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Becky couldn't go. That's right. That's right. And she got um, so yeah, it kind of feels like they're setting up for something big like that. It wouldn't surprise me if she. I mean, I imagine the SmackDown match is going to be a wonk finish, but it also wouldn't surprise me. I mean, obviously they're going to do the thing where they book Charlotte to like you know she is supposed to win the match, uh, but either Bailey gets out of it from a wonk finish, or Charlotte might actually just win that thing because she has. Yeah, been Charlotte on that might tier win lately. it because Sasha gets involved in some capacity. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's, that's entirely possible. Entirely possible. Uh, so, anyways, uh, after that, we had a Lashley interview where uh, uh, he's talking to Charlie, and then MVP comes in and interrupts. MVP's doing really good work these days. Um, and he tells uh, Charlie that him and Lashley have been talking, and uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to do business because Bob is working with clowns like R-Truth and, uh, and Lana. <laughs> he's like, your wife. Of course, Lashley's offended by that. MVP's like, hold on, man. I don't want you to put me in that full Nelson, but imagine locking in the full Nelson on the WWE champion, something you haven't had a chance to do in 13 years. And then uh, MVP asks Bob Lashley, when is Lashley going to free Lashley? That needs to be a shirt, man. Heck yeah, man. Free Lashley. I really like this MVP uh, Bob Lashley team up that's going on. Yeah, me too. really good. MVP's got some gravitas. He does. He does. Uh, next, we had a recap of the uh, Street Profits and War Raiders uh, playing some hoops. And then the Profits show up 
for this axe throwing thing and they walk into a full-on renaissance fair type scene with the uh, uh, vikings and such uh ray rose like hey i know you guys like the smoke so i present to you the smoke and it's just a fire and at first dawkins is like no that's not what we mean and ford be like hold up this is we're, we walked into this, this 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 thing with a bunch of vikings uh we're not going to offend them by by denying their gift yeah they're holding axes so why would you want to make them mad hey i did like i did appreciate look we're going to break this thing down because it's our job so i'm gonna tell you what i liked about it i liked the changed up dynamic how like when they were playing basketball the street prophets were doing nothing but talking shit which is a, a tradition of the basketball court of course of course but with the when the vikings show up they're very welcoming of the street mm-hmm. prophets they're saying hey this is our realm welcome for the mm-hmm. festivities here's some mm-hmm. smoke for you not understanding yeah. that smoke is a metaphor um yeah. and so uh so no i thought i thought they switched it up a little bit i thought that was that was good um you know the the lady on the horse was pretty funny uh, I love that there was a horse in it, by the way. Um, yeah, that's your new thing. Horses. That's my new thing. Uh, so uh, at that point, uh, Hansen throws an axe and he gets a bullseye. And uh, Montez is like, Mm-mm, I don't want to do this. And then Dawkins is like, nah, man, we, we got this. We could do this. Yeah. After yeah. that, we had uh, Kyrie Sane introduce an Oscar for a celebration for winning that uh, Raw Women's title. Uh, Oscar comes out. Kyrie presents her with some flowers. Oscar's uh, effusive with her thanks and gratitude. She is now a Grand Slam champion. She starts dancing. Kyrie gets a recorder out of somewhere and starts playing it. Uh, and then Nia Jax has to be a party pooper and interrupt the party. Um, she's like, what are you celebrating for? There's nothing to celebrate. Your hand, the title, forgetting mm-hmm. that she climbed the ladder and grabbed a briefcase. She technically did win a match to win that title, so she wasn't handed the, the belt. Uh, she said, anyways, you're going to be in place pr- pretty soon. Um, and she says, uh, when uh, Nia says, when she becomes champ, they're gonna have a real party. And then Kyrie gets in Nia's face, and then uh, Nia says, Whoa, chill, bro. <laughs> and Nia, Nia was oddly out of character, and it was kind of funny, yeah. And then Oscar lays her out, yeah, she beats yeah. the hell out of her, yeah, uh, hip, hip attacks her out of the ring. This episode is all about Oscar beating the heck out of Nia Jax. It was kind of awesome because she that did it multiple times. It was, was great. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. It was pretty good. Uh, this was great because uh, Kyrie Sane tweeted out uh, like a picture of them celebrating with balloons, and there was a video of her with the recorder. Uh, and Oscar responds, "Your recorder was so great. I don't want to listen to it anymore. But it was a really nice Grammy performance. Thank you." She said, I don't want to listen to it anymore. That's funny stuff. Yeah, this is great. Uh, after that, we had a Baron Corbin interview. Um, he thinks he's going to win tonight. And then face Drew in the main event of WrestleMania, win again to be WWE champion. Pipe dream, King Corbin. He broke that mirror, man. Bad luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's taking a lot of L's. Yeah. After that, R-Truth versus Bob Lashley. R-Truth had a promo before. Uh, talks about his cousin, Pretty Ricky. Um, and he's been telling him that Lashley has been a bad man over the last few weeks. He throws some video. We come back and he says, I don't want Lashley put me in the Nelson from the, Sl- the Simpsons again. Yeah. And says Cena, his idol Cena would tell him to never give up. So he's not going to give up and he's not giving up on that 24 seven title. Tells Tom Brady, he's going to come sack him. Um, uh, Lashley makes his way down the ring, uh, beats the hell out of our truth. Uh, full Nelson. Right to the full Nelson slam. Another full Nelson. R-Truth uh, taps. 
uh, MVP comes out the stage, applauds Lashley, and they had to cut the Lana backstage, just screaming at top volume, throwing stuff everywhere. It doesn't even make it doesn't make a lick of sense. I don't know why she why like just a person randomly screaming. It just doesn't make sense in the moment. Anyways, um, after that we had Oscar and Kyrie backstage. Uh, they part ways, but Nia, uh, you know, quite conspicuously is just standing there in the background. So she's lurking, doing her best Dexter Loomis impression. After that, we had yes. Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross, of course, the women tag team champions. They are taking on in a title match, the Iconics. This is after the Iconics beat them last week. Uh, mm-hmm. The Iconics, of course, deliver one of their Iconics promo. Uh, and, uh, it was great when Billy Kay was yelling at the production truck to uh, roll their <laughs> clip. That's pretty funny. She, she She's terrific. Unfortunately, this was not the Iconics night uh, because uh, Peyton Royce was not paying attention to, uh, I don't think it was Jack Daddy, I think it was somebody else, one of the refs, uh, because she kept on ramming uh, Alexa Bliss, I think. Uh, she kept on yeah, giving her the re- shoulder to the post thing. Yeah, yeah, kept on posting her, yeah. Yeah, and then the ref was like, do it again, and I'm going to, because she did it like three times. He was like, yeah, do it, was it like again. Peyton Royce lost her mind, yeah. Yeah, he was like, uh, that's it. And then she did it again, and then he DQ'd them, and uh, they were very sad about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get to more of that story, Kyrie's backstage playing her recorder. Nia approaches from behind and just, like, blindsides her, tosses her into the road case. Yeah. That looked nasty. Yeah, it did. Uh, we see Billy and Peyton arguing backstage. Billy's yelling at Peyton, you blew it slaps her and Peyton says I can't believe he just did that Billy says I can't either she apologized tells Peyton that she loves her man they better not break them up just start using them more as a tag team I know they better not bring up break them up they're so good like they're perfect together why would you do that fantastic it's like remember that time they broke up the Dudleys yeah they had them be drafted different shows (laughs) another person who wanted off the train Ron Simmons (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after that, we had a, a trainer attending to Kyrie. Oscar asks, asks if she'll be okay. Then she goes searching for her on the lookout for Nia Jax. Yeah, she finds her. Yeah. She confronts her, and then Nia just walks right past her. Oscar grabs her by her hair, turns her around, <laughs> kicks her right in the head. Uh, Nia is fell by this kick, and uh, Oscar just leaves. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it just beats the crap so out of her. And, yeah, and I was like, ow! It was pretty funny. It was great. Uh, actually, had a pretty fun match between Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Again, I wish I would have given this more time. Yeah, this was cool, but I like that Natalia was a really sore loser after the fact. She blew up yeah. Kevin Owens' set. Yeah, she did toss the chairs out and stuff. That was cool. This was a good submission match. Um, yeah, they actually were trying to do like submissions on each other. Which mm-hmm. is cool. They're sticking, to the, just they're finish, sticking yeah. to the story <laughs> instead of like, you know, Irish whips and stuff. It was good. I liked it. It was good. In the end, though, uh, uh, Shayna locks in the, the Kirifuna clutch, uh, then pins Natalia's arm against her body so she can't reach out for the ropes. Natty taps. But we saw a sharpshooter. We saw a heel hook. Uh, we saw an ankle lock. Uh, they were trying various holds and stuff. And like the transition uh, that Shayna did from heel hook to the Kirifuna clutch was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, was really so cool. good. Yeah, and that was crisp, fluid. It looked great. So yeah. yeah, Natty loses. She taps. She starts, you know, like the ring crew's coming out, setting up for the Kevin Owens show. She just starts tossing the signs and the chairs and stuff out. She's terribly unhappy. I love that they were that like 
instead of going to commercial or something. Because like you always think about what they're doing, like in kayfabe, what's going on. What was supposed to be happening here? Like maybe, maybe you could theorize in kayfabe they're supposed to be thrown to a shot of the commentary team or something because they just held on Natalia throwing a fit yeah. and like ruining the next segment. It was pretty yeah. great. It was pretty great. It so was great. after that, we had Garza, Andrade, and Austin Theory, uh, real superstar Patrick Sparks, arguing oh, backstage. Uh, Zelina Vega comes in, says she's tired of everybody fighting, uh, and says that they're going to go on the Kevin Owens show all on the same page. She changed uh, her tune real quick about 25 minutes later. By the way, Kevin Owens is back, and we had the Kevin Owens show uh, right yeah. afterwards. And uh, and but Kevin Owens, he comes out and he notices all the his set is basically in pieces. Uh, but he's like, hey, thanks, Natalia, for getting rid of all the junk first. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. He mentions that, uh, you know, he's been gone for a little while because he had his WrestleMania moment, but it cost him. Uh, he was banged up after Mania, so he had to take a little bit of time off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he introduces uh, Zelina's faction. They come to the ring. Owen standing on the apron. He apologized for the mess. I liked how Garza walked over one of the, the, the stands for the signs, and he came to a chair that was like right in the middle of the aisle. And rather just, he could have walked right to the ring. Instead, mm-hmm. he stepped over that and then walked to the ring. It's just funny. They were kayfabe in the level of destruction there. Truly. Yeah. Um, so he apologized for the mess. Zelina interrupts him and says, uh, you're, what, you're hoping for a Jerry Springer show type thing to go down here? She's sick of people that think there's one little argument and there's dysfunction in her group. She puts over Andrade. She puts over Garza. Puts over Austin's theory. Says she's the best in the the best business seen in a long time, and says you can't even show uh, enough respect for us because you're standing out there in the apron. And no one's like, no, it's not a respect. If anything, I'm showing you more respect by giving you the whole ring. And history has told me that whenever I'm in the ring with more than one pe- person, I'm probably gonna get beat up. Another yep. reason I'm standing out here give more room for a guest because we got one more. It's Apollo <laughs> Cruz. He runs down. That he was right great. after Andrade. That was awesome because he booked down there and just immediately tackled Andrade. Uh, that was good. That's the kind of stuff you tonight. need to do. Yeah, he was really good tonight. He was really good tonight. So that, of course, led to a tag match. It was Apollo Cruz and Kevin Owens uh, versus uh, uh, Angel Garza and Andrade. Uh, and uh, Austin Theory, <laughs> he's he didn't exactly uh, help his case in this. No. And it, it led to something bad for him. Yeah, Zelina seemed very much fine with everybody arguing with uh, Austin Theory and, and, and then some. So towards the end, uh, Owens gets the tag to Apollo. Uh, Andrade's in. He sees Apollo's coming in. So he, he, he runs, sprints to his corner, tags Garza in. Um, anyways, Cruz kicks Andrade off the apron anyways. So Zelina's up on the apron distracting the ref. And what's supposed to happen is that Garza's supposed to be pushing Cruz towards Theory, who's on the apron. Theory will hit a forearm on Cruz. However, Cruz avoids that, so Theory elbows Garza. Mm-hmm. Cruz follows that with his finish to get the win. Yeah. And then, so he and Owens go up the ramp, celebrate uh, Andrade, uh, Garza, Theory, Vega. They're all in the ring. First, they're checking on Garza. And then there's a little bit of bickering. And then Andrade just drops Theory. Drops him. Yeah. yeah. Drops him. They beat the living Garza crap out of him. They really did. They threw him all over the barricades. Uh, threw him to the timekeeper's area. Zelina's is yelling at him that you're that that Austin Theory, you're worthless. Mm-hmm. Never should have believed in you. And he was like trying to tell him it was an accident. It was an accident when like it first happened. And then uh, they started yelling at him. Oh, here's an accident. Here's an accident. They toss him into chairs. Toss him into the barricade. It's great. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It was great. 
They leave him lying um, uh, through basically <laughs> the next couple segments here because after that we got a Drew McIntyre interview uh, with Charlie, and she asked Drew, "How do you remain focused? So many focused with so many challengers." And he says, "I'm having fun. Monday night is a great time for a Claymore party." Uh, he puts over the Brandon Brand Invitational because there's potential dream matches there. Way to go, Drew. Way to be a company guy. Uh, I'm sure Fox would love him. Uh, Drew calls Baron a terrible human being, but does terrible things in the ring to win. Uh, says Baron's out of his mind for coming to Raw and challenging him. It was uh, actually pretty. Drew was like, uh, I, I know Baron very well. I've seen him in hotels. I've seen him in airports. Uh, and I can sp- say firsthand knowledge that he's a truly terrible human being. Yeah. He's like, I was a henchman for him once. Um, After that, we had uh, final preparations for the axe throwing. Uh, The Viking Raiders are just showing off. Uh, Montez. This. Yeah. Throwing two axes at once. He preps for his first toss. Uh, Roe tells him it's okay to be nervous the first time they have performance anxiety. Montez laughs that off, throws the axe, misses the target by a mile. It just goes flying. Uh, Back from commercial. Uh, <laughs> Montez, that's right. He says, he says, listen, I was aiming for the environment. Dawkins, you need to hit the target. And yeah. uh, Angelo thinks the horse is clowning him. He says, I'm tired of everybody here clowning me. Even that horse is clowning me. <laughs> yeah. He tosses the axe into the into a booze barrel, and all the Vikings get upset about that because nobody likes spilled alcohol. And then Montez offers up his cup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, but before more. Uh, shenanigans uh, go down with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. We had Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy's uh, scheduled match for the night. And yes. uh, this was good stuff. These guys always put on good stuff. Oh, heck yeah, man. So Alistair's kicking Buddy all around the ringside area. Uh, Buddy ducks one last kick, uh, and then it's the last one because Alistair kicks the ring post. And while this is all going on, Seth starts making his way over to Austin's theory. He's still in the timekeeper area after getting his butt kicked mm-hmm. so he, he he's just kind of looming over him looking at him mm-hmm. um and all while the match is still going on alistair regains the advantage so seth extends his hand theory takes it seth helps him up meanwhile in the ring alistair hits buddy with the knee sets up for the black mass seth without saying a word just directs austin to go into the ring he does he attacks alistair dq alistair wins um and so eventually though alistair does tackle theory buddy hits alistair with the knee so we get a two-on-one beatdown with Seth directing traffic. You get Buddy hitting a, a Kamigoye, and then uh, Theory hitting his finish, TKO. In the end, Austin Theory embraces Seth mm-hmm. while Buddy looks on. I like that Buddy's growing the beard out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both he and Seth are growing the beard out a little bit. It looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked uh, – Austin Theory played this really good. I liked his uh, reaction to Seth. You know, you get a good shot of him. Seth is hugging him. And first you see Austin Theory's face, and he's like, I'm not really sure what to think of this dude hugging me. But then he sort of bra- you see him break down a little bit, and then he embraces Seth back. Yeah, you actually see him do – I remember him doing this. Yeah, he accepts it. Just exhaling mm-hmm. and just releasing that energy. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was good. Uh, so, yeah, now Seth has uh, another disciple. We'll see if he uh, changes his attire to reflect Seth's Gotta grow T-shirt. out. Stained glass pants, all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All day stained glass pants. All day stained glass. There you go. After that, we had a Bianca Belair vignette. They said, yeah, we're excited to have her out here on Raw. We've only seen a little bit of what she can do. Uh, so that's cool stuff. 
Uh, uh, we get the Street Profits and War Raiders axe throwing competition. Mm-hmm. I'll lay out the ground rules. You can give us the recap, Steve. So each team gets 10 axes to throw. Hit a bullseye, you get a point. If you don't hit a bullseye, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Raiders here are great at this, just like the Profits were great at basketball. Uh, Hanson at one point steals uh, Montez's red cup. The Prophets, of course, they don't know what they're doing because I imagine throwing axes is probably pretty hard if you're doing it for the first time. Uh, and uh, Ford managed to hit the last one uh, perfectly. Uh, was it Ford or Dawkins? It was Ford. Was it? Okay. All right. So the cops show up, and uh, they're like, hey, and there's like an axe in their windshield. That's the one that Ford had thrown earlier. And they're like, hey, which one of you did this? And uh, the Viking Raiders, they point – at the Street Profits, and uh, Street Profits are like, mm, and they're like, okay, you guys need to throw, and we'll find out from that if you guys really did it. Uh, and then Dawkins turns around, and he hits the bullseye with his back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the Vikings all all celebrate. We're going to get back to the best part of this in a second, but first yeah, we had are. an Apollo Cruz interview. He was really good here. I, I just great. I, people have mentioned this in chat, and I agree. I was thinking this the whole time. <clears throat> I want him. I want him to turn heel, man. I, he's going to fight Andrade for this U.S. title. I have a sneaking suspicion he might win next week, man. I have that suspicion. No, I feel like he's going to lose, and then Kevin Owens get involved, and he's the one that's going to take the title off Andrade. That's going to upset Apollo Cruz, and that might might motivate his heel turn. Could be. Could be. This is a good interview, though. It was a great interview. Um, so he's asked, "Do you uh, have a lot to prove after missing Money in the Bank?" He says, "Yes. These last three weeks have been the longest of his life." Uh, he realized, though, after spending that time thinking that he can't waste any more time, he has to do something, and now the final piece will fall into place. He's challenging Andretti for the U.S. title next week. Zelina rolls in. She tells Cruz, you have a choice before you. Either you cut your losses and walk away with that bad knee of yours or get in the ring with Andrade and never walk again. And Cruz is like, well, I'll take my chance. By the way, where is Andrade? Oh, is he worried I'm going to slap his face off again? Yeah. He laughs. Zelina leaves. And then he leaves. It was really good. He seemed very comfortable. It all seemed very natural. Yeah, it was good stuff. He needs to be a heel. Uh, back to the axe throwing. Uh, so the cop, they have everybody sort of lined up. You know, they're all like on the principal. You know, the principal's called me. Yeah, the office. very much. Very much. And they're like, uh, the cop asks, you guys know how dangerous axe throwing in a park like this is? And she's like, I'm going to let you guys go. And she looks at uh, 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 Ivar and she's like, because you're cute. And then she looks over at uh, Eric and she's like, you, not so much. And Montez starts laughing. He's like, oh, she thinks Ivar is cute, but not Eric. That's good. <laughs> really I was good. cracking up, man. I thought That's this really was good. much better than the basketball stuff overall. Yeah, it was. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It was. Uh, finally, our main event, Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. Baron! So right about this match is about to begin. Bob Lashley, MVP, are on the stage. Uh, MVP says that he and Lashley have taken interest in this match. MVP puts over Baron. A bunch of less accomplishments than Drew. I don't need to say much more than you're holding that WWE title. But uh, Bob Lashley has uh, uh, some words for you. Uh, he says, I'm here to put you, Drew, on notice. I'm coming after you in that WWE title. And if I uh, need to pry it out of your cold, dead hands, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, he made his intentions very clear. Mm-hmm. So anyways, match starts finally. Uh, decent back and forth. Uh, we all know Drew's going to win this, though. Uh, he hits a future shock uh, or goes for it. Baron pushed him to the corner, posts him, sidewalk slam. I love that Drew kicks out of one of basically everything. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, it's unless awesome. it's a finish or a, 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 a signature, you're lucky to get a one count. They're booking so, him really strong. It's awesome. And it's good. Uh, Corbin comes off the second rope. Drew hits him with a kick. Future shock. Sets him with the claymore. Uh, Baron reverses that into a deep six. I get, I think he barely got a two there. Uh, Drew ends up reversing an end of days to a headbutt. Uh, runs off the ropes. Bang. Claymore gets the W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Solid little match. And, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. dude, it, you know, I... I don't know if this kind of stuff is going to help. You know, if USA wants to increase their ratings, Fox is happy with their ratings because it hasn't really moved that much. Um, I don't really know that this is the kind of thing. I'm not sure who from Raw can come over. And I'm sorry, who from SmackDown can come over and move a needle. Um, oh, there's one There's one name, but he's not wrestling right now. Uh, Roman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even that you need you need to do something because Roman people are so he he was so overexposed for a spell would it really feel all that special you know what I mean like they need good stories no, what know. they need that's like the one the the one the one person on SmackDown I feel like oh if he came over yeah it might get a might get a bump SmackDown no you're right SmackDown just feels right now like it well it is a breezier show because it's an hour less we know that um, but it's just I don't know it's just the personalities on SmackDown just feel. A lot more colorful. I mean, you got Otis there, for one thing. You got The Fiend. You've got Braun, who 
is what he is, you know. The anthropomorphic train. Well, not anthropomorphic. What's the the <laughs> what's, what's when you combine human and in 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 mechanical? Because anthropomorphic uh, is is animal and human. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good know. question. I'm sure there's a term for it. Um, I'm sure there's a term for it. But you know, you've got the you got the new day. You got Miz and Morrison. Mm-hmm. You have like a bunch of different yeah, Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, you like a ton of like just different personalities. Um, Raw just feels like it's suffering from lack of like I don't know variety. I, that's the only thing yeah. that sort of comes to mind. And when you have a lack of variety over three hours, that's a, that's a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. It does wear on one. You want to do questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's do some questions. I have a. I put up a late Patreon thread. Apologies to the patrons for getting this up right before we started filming, but that sometimes that happens. Uh, Alex Foster, what activities would you challenge the Prophets and Raiders to? Either something you know you would beat them at or something that would be hilarious to watch you struggle. Um, well, am I doing it in kayfabe to win or if I'm doing it for the sake of entertainment? Uh, you know, like I'm a producer or the creative mind behind it. Because if, if I'm doing it kayfabe to win, that's something I'm good at. Yeah. So like Scrabble... Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's good. Uh, I would challenge them to some sort of drawing competition, perhaps. Drawing, yeah. Maybe. That's good. Although That's that good. didn't really help me on Quizlemania, so. 30 seconds isn't very long, man. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, so maybe that. Um, I don't know. Like an eating competition I think I'd do pretty well in. I've never, I've never tried to speed eat before, though. I haven't either. Uh, Dang up Q, I like that our truth says his boyhood idol is John Cena, even though he's five years older than Cena. He's very consistent with that. I love it. That's great. It's very funny. Uh, Olivia, if Seth Rollins recruits someone from the women's division, who would you like to see as a disciple? I think the obvious one is Liv Morgan because she seems to have a hard time finding herself. They seem the most susceptible, perhaps, to, for example, Seth's personality test. That's really where this needs to go as Seth starts handing out literature saying, would you like to step over here into my office for a personality test? He's got the two the two cans, the soda cans you got to hold on to. What is that? What? That's from the, that's from the, that's the Scientology personality test. you got to hold on to these two things. They're like two soda cans. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what they are? Like, what what do they do? No, well, they're supposed to, like, I don't know, like electromagnetism or something. <laughs> I think that sounded familiar. That sounded familiar. Uh, Hugh Longheavy suited Seth taking in loser Austin Theory has strong Mr. Brody vibes. Well, Seth was doing this prior to the dark, prior to the Brody coming over to. Yeah, but not prior to the Dark Order. What's that? But not prior to the Dark Order. No, no, that's true. I don't know. The cults in wrestling is not like a new thing. It's not. Um, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Brendan wants to know what we thought about. Uh, I had not heard these comments from Vince Russo that he believed Drew McIntyre's character was lost and doesn't come across as genuine because he is sometimes funny and sometimes serious during promos. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Larson, but sometimes. People can be multi-dimensional. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind with that one? No, not really, because that's like if you watch any sort of a, a, a well-done, well-executed narrative storytelling, that's what it is. Yeah. These characters are multi-dimensional. 
if the character is one-dimensional, guess what they usually are? Boring. Now, one thing I will say. Unless it's a giant, because it's easy for him to be one-dimensional. That's all that he needs. That's all he needed. And it really, he needed more. Uh, Brendan here says, I know you enjoy Drew's character, but do you think he comes across as genuine? I definitely think he comes yeah. across as genuine. Yeah. Um, yeah. He comes off as Drew being Drew. Because of sort of the nature of Empty Arena era, uh, it's obvious that th- there's one thing that's obvious that that I don't think is is the story is lost is that they're booking him to be super strong. Like he is basically in terms of how they're booking him the next Brock. And I think it's because um, they're going to Brock is going to show up for SummerSlam. I think that's going to be the thing. Um, so I think they're booking him really strong. It's just. It's weird to have a champion without a crowd because he's very good at playing off the crowd. The crowd really likes Drew. And so it's Mm -hmm. odd for him not to have that uh, Mm -hmm. to play off of. Um, That feels a little off. But then the the entirety of wrestling feels off because of that. AEW has been able to adapt because they have people in the crowd a little bit better than WWE has. Um, So, I mean, yeah, if if anything feels off, it's it's simply empty arena stuff. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with Drew. I think he's hitting the home run every Monday night. And on top Uh, of that, like, they're they're down people. I think that the Seth thing probably could have been dragged out a bit longer, to be honest with you. Entirely possible. MC Seminole Runner with Zelina and Seth running slash changing their heel factions. What are some possible face factions you'd like to see or could see forming on the main roster? Uh, no, Vince seems averse to face factions. Yeah, he does. Um, I, you know, man, I really thought it'd been cool to have had a, and they weren't even on TV. Were they on TV last week? Uh, Cedric, when did said last time we saw Cedric and, uh, <clears throat> Ricochet was when they lost to Brendan Vink and, uh, mm-hmm. Shane Thorne. That's last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I think, I think those two guys could make a really good faction. You could really inject some personality. We both thought that's where MVP was going with them, and MVP apparently doesn't has nothing to do with uh, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink as of this week anyways Yeah, because they weren't around. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, Lashley, push long overdue. He should have been a legit, formidable opponent to Brock Lesnar. Mania match material. Given their MMA background, it seemed like a no-brainer matchup. It really did. Mm-hmm. And maybe at some point they'll still come back around to it. But uh, they seem to have a good thing going now with Lashley and MVP. Their dynamic seems really good. MVP has been doing uh, great work. Glamorous Jar here in chat uh, points out that Ricochet and Cedric won that six-man last week. They absolutely did. You're correct about that. Uh, Andrew Berg, uh, should Raw take a page from New Japan's book and basically have everyone <clears throat> in a faction? No, I don't think they should do that. But I do think that factions should be more prevalent in WWE. Agreed. Uh, thank you, Dr. Jordy P.I. for the sub. Uh, Omega Advent. Pro Wrestling Tees released a new Owen Hart shirt, and they look really good. Mm-hmm. I saw those. Yeah, they, the ring merch. yeah, they cut a deal uh, in in conjunction with the Dark Side of the Ring stuff that's coming up mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Um, Eliezer Liz asks, why not Ruby? Uh, I'm guessing this is in reference to which woman could join Seth's faction. If not Liv, I think Ruby would be a good choice. Dom L agrees, of course. Uh, yeah. That was actually his question here on Patreon. Um, uh, Thayer Thabata in kayfabe. Is Charlie Caruso's legal name Charles? Because everybody seems to call her that. But the thing is, everybody calls her that. Well, what is what did Drew call her tonight? I think he called Charlie. her Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just the the Rudos, man. It's the bad guys that calls her Charles. Yeah, because they think it's rude. Uh, 
Yeah. Dang MQ. Larson, who would be your top five worst picks for the last spot? Casino ladder match, double or nothing. Who are your picks, Steve? My picks for top? the last spot? Yeah. I was starting on that when, when Poop hit the fan. So oh, I yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeff Farmer Sting. I thought about him for my list. So he would, the thing is, they, you know, sing, Sting, from what we know right now, is not with AEW. And let's say he doesn't sing. So Jeff Farmer would change his name. His last name would be Farmer Sting. One word, Farmer Sting. And that's how he'd get around it. Uh, right. Brian Lee as Fake Undertaker. All right. Uh, uh, Robocop the Tank Engine is my number one. Okay. And if you want the other two, you got to watch uh, Friendo Club TV. All right, fine. I had two names on mine. I had Ryback. Ryback had, is good. Uh, I really want to see Ryback again. It's actually shocking me WWE didn't bring back Ryback. And then I had uh, Hogan. That's a good one, too. I think Ryback could be a needle mover in the empty arena era, dude. For like a no. week, he could. Um, Omega Advent, you guys are tasked with trying to get a five-star match out of Hulk Hogan in his prime. Who do you have him match against? Oh, that's easy. He's putting on... Send him to New Japan. Yeah, he was having uh, way better matches in Japan during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch one of his... Yeah, whatever that one... Who do you... It was... Uh... He had a match against Muda that was... Yes! Good. And if you watch that, it's like watching Zack Sabre Jr., man. It's great. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I would. Um, let's see here. Uh, local Doug Kokel, who does Elena Vega recruit next? You know what, man? I'm tired of Umberto being a punching bag. They need to turn that dude heel immediately. I know they're not going to do that. I don't want to be one of them dudes who's like, turn everybody heel, but he needs to be a heel. He just need, I think he, he needs something fresh. He needs something new. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, Tim Preston says, I used to watch Shane Thorne wrestle in Western Australia in the local scene. Amazing worker, and I'm so proud. Uh, Brian Lopez, Apollo with MVP and Lashley would seem great. Maybe fighting for his Money in the Bank match against Otis at Backlash. Have him win in the heel Apollo would be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be great. Heel Apollo beating Otis for that Money in the Bank briefcase. Give it to Apollo. Uh, Greg Morris, if Natalia is the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division and that there's nothing left for her to do, who is the Dolph of the tag division? Kind of feel like it's the Usos. Yeah, but I still find them interesting. Really? At times, yeah. I think they're good wrestlers. I think they put on good matches. Yeah, they do. But so does Natalia and so does Dolph. Yeah, Dolph kind of sometimes. Like well the then, what's your answer? Had, had that had had. Uh, <laughs> is this the Forgotten the Sons? There's nothing left for them to do. <laughs> um, the Usos reinvented themselves, and Dolph has been doing the same thing since like 2010, 2011. They never yeah. really changed things up a whole lot. Well, it's then the give me an answer. Uh, uh, Dolph and Bob Roode, Jonathan Thon. <laughs> The Disciples faction is looking like it could be stacked with talent. Anyone else you want to see join? Uh, uh, Forgotten Sons. Anybody else you want to see what? Uh, Seth's faction. <laughs> the Forgotten Sons. I'll hang out in the junkyard. Seth can set up his church. There you go. Oh, that's good. It's like a Fallout thing. That's good. Yep. Uh, Let the Fiend in. Which WWE superstar could break out as a movie star? 
Uh, they say Drew would be freaking great. I think Drew would be great. Alexa Bliss. I think she's got a face made for the movies. She's got comedic timing. I think Alexa Bliss could easily transition to Hollywood. Easily. Uh, legit Haas with this Last Ride documentary. Do you think it could be leading to The Undertaker actually retiring? Will he keep up his schedule as is? I mean, that kind of seems like the narrative they're going with it, but who knows? Yeah, I know. I still need to watch part two if we're going to review it tomorrow. Um, Enforcer here in chat says, what are two possible names for warring Frendo club factions? Well, number one, I'm not huge on Frendo club factions warring. I'm, I'm huge on no, them. Don't, here's the thing. Frendo club, it's all inclusive. Yeah, it's all inclusive. No factions. It's all inclusive. The new initiative is all inclusive. End that being said, if you do want to splinter, uh, obviously it'd be Frendo club wolf pack, which is right here. Well, I mean, there's there's Friendoverse, the Facebook group, and you got the Discord, and then there's the, the original. This one here is Friendo Club Hollywood, so oh, that's God. what you do. And then uh, a couple of years later, someone starts uh, Friendo Club 2000. Yeah, and there could be a, a Latino Friendo Club. Um, yeah, Friendo Club 2000. Uh, wasn't wasn't there uh, like a Friendo Club Japan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Just look mm-hmm. at the history of the NWO and then just do that. Just follow that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, just Tim do that. Preston says, uh, "OMG, chat. Do you remember when someone asked them to cast Cats the movie as wrestlers on Matt Chat? I still think about Steve's reaction and laugh about it to this day. I think it's because the, that movie horrified me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what my reaction was, but I honestly, I'll have to go back and watch that. I don't remember it. Oh, this is interesting. MC Seminole Runner says, so according to Wiki, it's still anthropomorphism with machines. I saw that. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's cool. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.